my beautiful thinkers. Welcome to the Philosophical Thinkers Podcast. I am your host, Michelle. So in today's episode, this is sort of like a bonus episode, if you might want to call it that, if you will. Um, So something very interesting happened to me yesterday, and it led me to deep thought, which is usually what happens after interesting endeavors, like what I experienced yesterday on a bike ride so if you guys listened to my brainwash episode where i talked about a book that i've been reading i know guys i've been talking about it a lot but i've changed a lot of my habits and one of the habits that i've changed was my routine my sort of after work routine so usually what my day looked like when i came home from work i would come home from work I'm embarrassed to admit this to admit this but I have a very physical job that requires me to do a lot of walking and a lot of sort of heavy pulling Um, and so I usually just come home and sit on the couch if I'm being completely honest with you guys I will literally find whatever sort of snack I can eat I would grab a very carb refined process or really high in sugar snack grab it, come sit on the couch, and binge watch Netflix. So, yeah, that was pretty much my routine. So after reading the brainwash book, I realized that that was really killing my mood, killing my energy, and really just destroying my mental health. So I made that change and I've decided to, you know, just do a little bit of exercise, even though I've come from a pretty, you know, like I said, my the job that I do have requires some physical work. I feel like I still need to see the outside. And I have, I don't want to take a walk. I don't know, I just don't really like walking like that, especially since I walk at work so much. So usually riding a bike is the best option for me to get some outside air and some sunlight. So I usually will take a bike ride every single day after work. It's been a routine. I've been doing it for about two weeks now. And honestly, it has been nothing but positive experiences. I usually am super energized when I come back from my ride. I can clean the house. I can start on a nice dinner and really take my time. And it was just wonderful. It's been a wonderful experience. I live in a very nice neighborhood. So what I what happened to me yesterday on my bike ride would I would have never have guessed in a thousand years. So I'm going to share this with you guys and we're going to talk a little bit about it and, you know, draw some philosophies from this, which is, like I said, well, usually what I do with my life experiences. So yesterday I decided to go for a ride on my bike. I was feeling a little bit like groggy and I was like, you know what? I need an energy booster. Let me go get some sunlight. So my husband was taking a test and because he's in college as well and he was taking a test and right now as you guys know i don't know if any of you guys are in college but when you take a test some tests require you to have a lockdown browser and then also on top of the lockdown browser you have to then have a camera and they record you on the camera and they make sure that you're not cheating on the test so he has to remain where he's where he's at 
where he's sitting when he starts the test he has to remain there until he finishes the test obviously if he gets up they're not sure if he's going to go look at something to help him with the test so he had to stay locked there for about two hours however long it takes him to take the test so i thought while he was taking the test it would be nice for me to go out and get some sunlight so that is exactly what i did now i did not bring my house key either because i was just going to come through the screen door so i left through the screen door and i was just going to come through the screen door well all of this will play into part once i get deeper into the story so i'm riding on my bike and i see this man running my way so i was on the sidewalk i was riding the bike on the sidewalk and he was running my way and he kept looking back like he like he was running away from something and i sort of have like a dog phobia where i'm a, i'm like slightly scared of dogs and it's sort of slightly above average the fear that i have for dogs so i'm just thinking like okay is there a dog chasing him like why is this guy like running and looking back so i was already suspicious but as i got a little bit closer i didn't see a dog so i was like okay i guess I'm not sure who he's running from. It's broad daylight. There's cars driving by. So I'm just going to continue to my bike ride. And mind you, this route that I was taking was my favorite route. There are many routes that I've taken, but this specific route is my favorite route to take. Well, honestly, after yesterday, it definitely has changed. So I'm starting to drive past him and I do the etiquette i feel like it's like the sidewalk etiquette like the person you pass by you give them a nod and a smile so that's what i did and maybe that was an invitation i don't know but he then stops me and he says hi can i ask you a question and i stopped and it's so funny how this whole thing worked out because there were distinctive moments where i knew what i was doing was going to lead to something bad but it was funny not even funny i shouldn't even use the word funny but it was weird because in that moment it was like this was meant to happen because there were distinct moments where i knew that like i said like something was something bad was going to happen or something that was not pleasant was going to happen but i continued to still do things that was above my character well i should say below my character the things that i normally would have never done i normally wouldn't stop for a random guy who i already was on edge about when i saw him running i already had sort of a intuitive feeling immediately when i saw him running and i already saw that he was suspicious yet i still stopped when he asked me if he could ask a question and I stopped because I thought he would ask a question as if like, where am I? Like, do you have any directions or something like that? Something along those lines. I did not expect, you know, what I was going to experience. So the next thing is he asked me what shoe size I wore. And I, you know, and then he proceeds to show me pictures uh in his phone of girls you know these are young ladies feats that he has taken pictures of and he says oh i do reflexology 
And he was like, you know, I'm studying reflexology. Are you familiar with that? And I said no. And so then he kind of talked a little bit about it. And then he was showing me all these pictures in his phones of all these different girls' feet that he had on his phone. And he was asking me, you know, some questions like how old I was, what was my nationality, what shoe size I wore, um, and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, you know, I answered these questions. And then he proceeded to ask me, can he take a picture of my foot, of my feet? And so the photos that he showed me of these girls, he basically, they their legs were stretched out and he basically just took a picture of the bottom of their feet. So I honestly, me being me and me being so submissive, number one, me being so afraid to be disagreeable, number two, and me also just not liking to be mean. So me just trying to be nice. I decided to say, you know what, what's the harm in him taking a picture of my feet, of the bottom of my feet? I was like, I guess there's no harm in that. And I told him, yes, you could take a picture of my feet, but I didn't want my face in the photo. And he said, okay, yeah, that's fine. I could do that. And I was like, well, let's go sit at a bench. So I looked around and there was no bench available. So I'm like, um, what do you mean? And he was like, there's like some up here. So thank God I was still sort of in my right mind and he wanted me to go sit at a bench that was a little bit further and it was like sort of in the bushes and there wasn't really many bystanders around and like cars couldn't see me in that area. And so I said, no, I'll go sit at this bench, which was sort of like an exercise bench. It was like a tiny, tiny, like slanted exercise bench. And I was like, I'll just go sit over there. And then he told me to take off my shoes and he then was going to take the picture of my feet but then he started to feel on my feet like he started to massage my feet and this is where it just went down south and I don't want to sound dramatic here at all but it's just like you tell someone you're gonna take like you ask me if you're gonna take a picture can you take a picture of my feet? But then you proceed to touch and massage my feet. So he was asking me questions like, and you know, it was, it did seem like, okay, I guess he's maybe doing a survey for reflexology, but I feel like he should have been straight. I feel as if he should have been straightforward with me and let me know that he was going to then proceed to touch my feet. And there was never an asking if he could touch my feet. So he started to massage my feet and started asking me, oh, how does this feel? Is there any sensitivity here? And I said, no. Then he started to like rub my feet with his ring that he had. And he's like, is there any sensitivity? And I said, no. Then he wanted me to like wiggle my toes, like rub my feet against each other then he was like started taking a video and he was just like and I honestly not even sure if he was if he even took a picture of my feet like he said he would but then he started to do a video and he was just like oh well tell us what your height is and what your age and what your suit size is so I did it then he wanted me to turn over and lay on my stomach and you know that was just really uncomfortable for me and I can't believe that I was so afraid to be disagreeable so afraid to stand up for myself and so afraid I mean most most the most 
prevalent sensation I had was I didn't want to be disagreeable. You know, I didn't have it in me to say no. Like I just didn't have that in me and I was trying to be as polite as possible to the point where I allowed some guy, some random dude to tell me to lay on my stomach and then he proceeds to touch my feet more and then he starts to rub his face on my feet. So he was rubbing his face, he was like smelling my feet and just like he just continued to rub his face for quite a while on my feet. And then when I tried to put my head up, he proceeded to tell me to put to keep my head down. And so after that happened, he then wanted me to like put my legs up like behind me to like touch my butt. I don't know. It was weird. And that was pretty much the end of it. And he then asked me if I wanted to have any like am I interested in any, any new friends? And I was like, no. And I left. So that was sort of the the issue and I couldn't call my husband because he was taking his test after it happened and I know how important his school is for him and if I was to call him he could get in huge trouble you know they would think that he was cheating so there's just no way that I could call him to come and pick me up so I literally had to ride around for a while to make sure he was gone because he was he went in the direction of my house so I wasn't going to go in that same direction. So I had to go the opposite direction, ride around for a little bit. Then I came back, I waited, I sat just to make sure like he was out of the vicinity and it was safe for me to go home. So then I had to ride home and there's a squirrel that is, there's like a vicious squirrel that lives in the trees in front of our house where the patio screen is. So I couldn't even get in it because this squirrel is literally so vicious that it tries to attack me every time I go outside. And the squirrel was there. And so I couldn't get in the house. So I couldn't go through the screen door. I know this sounds so stupid, but it was just so frustrating because I literally was riding for so long. This crazy experience has happened to me where I literally felt so violated. And then also I couldn't get in the house because I had no keys. My husband was taking the test, so I couldn't knock on the door. And then I couldn't get inside the patio door because um, the squirrel was there. So I had to wait for the squirrel to leave. Then I had to like run inside the house. And it was just this whole big scene that was just, it was not needed because I just wanted to go home. I wanted to tell my husband what happened and I wanted to get comfort and know that everything was okay, but I couldn't do it. And I sort of had to like wallow in my despair at that moment. And it was just a little overwhelming. But so that was what happened. And you know, I know that this is nothing compared to what a lot of other people go through. And women in particular, I am not a feminist person at all. I don't I don't like a lot of the feminist agenda that is happening. The Me Too movement as well just really radicalized and just became extremes. I don't like the extremes of anything. I'm sort of a neutral person. But what I can say is that in that moment, that was mildly traumatizing in the sense of it made me realize that I needed some growing up to do you know and I don't blame no one I don't blame society I don't blame my parents I don't blame anyone but myself and I blame myself in the sense of and you know I'm not into like you know when people actually get raped and you know harmful things happen to them and they 
end up blaming themselves and you know there's a lot of things that you can't control but what happened to me yesterday was being something that I could have controlled you know what I mean and it's like I need to get in this habit of trusting my intuition more number one and also I feel like women we are so scared to be disagreeable that and we are so submissive that we would even allow ourselves and I don't even want to use the term we I'm just talking about me myself right now but that I would have allowed myself to endure something like that where I was in a public place and I honestly could have just got up and left and told him no or I could have just told him that is it that is enough stop but because I was so afraid to be disagreeable I allowed myself to endure such a thing and allowed this guy who clearly had a foot fetish to really take advantage of me. And I know that this is such a mild thing that happened, but it really was uncomfortable. And it's kind of sucks that, again, I allowed myself to, you know, be in this situation. And it really opened my eyes and I can to some degree, and it's a very slight degree, of course, sympathize with victims who have um, endured some sort of activity that was, it was consensual, but it was only consensual because, number one, you didn't know what you were getting yourself into, and then once you've realized what you got yourself into, it was sort of too late to get out of it. And I think it just comes from, again, women, we not having that ability to disagree. But I feel like that as a woman, in today's time where I feel like all different sort of sexual orientations are being so manifested and this idea of of sex being something that no one should be ashamed of and you like what you like, that I feel like we are going to be seeing men and women abusing this freedom that we are fighting for, this freedom to make sex not so taboo this freedom to allow people to indulge in whatever sort of sexual um, fantasies they have this freedom that people are fighting for is in in a way could backfire in humanity and could allow people like this guy who clearly like i said had a foot fetish to feel as if it was okay you know to do such a thing and again it was consensual in the sense that I told him he could take a picture of my feet, but I never told him he could do all the other things that he did to my feet, but yet he did, and I was too afraid to say stop, and I was too afraid to be disagreeable, or too afraid to, you know, um, I don't know, be impolite that I didn't say stop. And again, it was just like these defining moments that I had with myself again. Like, I stopped my bike, and when I stopped my bike, I knew in my heart this was the bad thing to do. It was like so crazy how it all happened sort of in steps. It was like the first step, I saw this guy running, and I knew he looked suspicious. And I told, I knew that I was like, I probably should have went the other way. But I continued to go down that path, even though my intuition was telling me Something isn't right about this dude. Then, on top of that, I stopped for him. And the moment I stopped my bike, I can see it. It was like I was in third person. And I was like, that was a bad idea. And then, 
the moment when I got off my bike, I knew it was a bad idea. And then when everything was done and I was putting on my shoes, I realized that was a bad idea. Like, this could have gone so poorly that I could have lost my life or, God forbid, I could have been misused and taken advantage of in a severely traumatic way. And it was based off of my own unwillingness to stand up for myself and it's sort of a really sad thing but I will say that you know it will not happen again and I will do everything in my power to make sure that I am not afraid to stand up for myself and I am not afraid to say no when something makes me uncomfortable and I really do believe that women in general are so afraid to say no and that we need maybe we do need some sort of schooling to really inform us of the dangers that can that do lurk out there um and we can admit that there are dangerous people out there and that you need to be able to stand up for yourself no matter what so if you are a parent a mother or anyone out there a father even a boyfriend or husband you need to instruct your daughters that we have a, a disadvantage because we are not as strong as our as our um, male counterparts. We are just not as strong as them and they can overpower us and they will when they get the chance. Not all of them, I'm not, uh, obviously I have a wonderful husband who would never hurt a fly. He would never do such a thing or make anyone feel uncomfortable. But that is not to dismiss the fact that there are still quite a bit of men out there who are sick and women too just people in general who are sick and who will take advantage of whoever will give them the opportunity to. And so it's important as a woman, again, I mean, we need to be able to say no. Saying no is something that is very, very important. So I think that's pretty much it. That's all I really have to say, but I really wanted to share this because it really just opened my eyes up to the insane world out there that I didn't really understand and it's funny how this goes because it's like you know you could say one thing about let's say the me too movement or you know you could say one thing about rape culture if you've never been in a predicament like that and again I am not saying by any means that this guy like rubbing his face on my feet was and like recording me and stuff like that was anything um comparable to actually you know getting misused you know in an intercourse sort of way not at all I know that they are both completely different and just many many ways and substantially degrees but it did give me a glimpse it did give me a glimpse of what it was like and I can no longer judge I just can no longer judge girls women who get themselves in situations that are dicey 
because you could be the smartest person in the world. And honestly, I really deemed myself as someone who could really stick up for myself and, and not let a guy um, abuse me and not let a guy use me. But it's like once I was in that dicey situation, it was really hard to get myself out of it. And it was mostly because I've never been in anything like that. I've never been in a situation where I was too uncomfortable to say stop, which is sort of insane. But unfortunately, it is a reality. And I've talked this over with friends and they've had situations just like this and some of them even worse where they got themselves in uncomfortable situations but they were too afraid to say stop or too afraid to say no or they didn't want to be impolite. They, they viewed saying no or being disagreeable as something that was impolite and it was is a big shun. But ladies, if I have any ladies, any young ladies listening to this, do not be afraid to say no when you are uncomfortable. Do not allow yourself to be in uncomfortable situations because once you're in those situations, it is even harder to get out of it. But if you do find yourself in an uncomfortable situation, do not be afraid to say no. And trust me, I know it's easier said than done because look, I got myself in such a stupid situation, but I will learn from it. I can admit it was stupid and you know what I can also move on and and learn from that situation and I know that if it had gone any worse it probably would be so much harder to move on to and I am so sensitive to to that and I'm very very understanding to that as well but we have to move on and we you cannot let those people take away take anything from you they've taken enough by taking advantage of you whatever whatever it was but at the end of the day that is all that we should allow them to do and take from us and we should move on from that and be better and make sure we do not allow ourselves to get in that same situation and I feel like with anything you have to take responsibility for the actions that you did that got you there and don't ever do it again and you better believe when I ride my bike I will never ever do that again ever either if i'm on my bike or anything else i will never put myself in such a compromising situation ever again and that is the truth (laughs) so thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast i will see you guys in my next one and remember to stay thinking my beautiful thinkers